Welcome to All Things Alt Tech, where we talk about the emerging digital ecosystem and how the online world is changing by the week. If you want to hear about next generation platforms and browsers, get the latest on privacy and online free speech issues, or just general banter on the creepy online media industry, this one's for you. So strap in, grab a drink, sit back and enjoy. If you want to support the podcast, visit nyman.media slash podcast. That's N-Y-M-A-N dot media slash podcast. If you want to ask a question or submit a story, email me at podcast at nyman.media. Welcome to the podcast. This episode is going to be about the online ecosystem. Uh, in other words, it's going to be a pretty high-level uh, conversation, um, that is. Now, do we really need a new online ecosystem? That's a, a question that you see posed every once in a while, uh, but not all that often. Um, I personally happen to think that, yes, the time is definitely ripe for an entirely new online ecosystem, because the current model that we have is a pretty strange and perverted one. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. So currently, the way content creators monetize their sites generally is using ads. And, uh, and to generate good return on your ads as a well, website owner or, or publisher of any kind, you have to show your advertisers a really good click-through on their ads. In other words, if you run a site and you place ads on, on your site, if nobody clicks on those ads, you're not going to be making a lot of money. So, in other words, right from the get-go, you kind of present your users with a bit of a paradoxical choice of either viewing your content or navigating away from your content to the advertiser's content. So, as a website owner or a content creator of any kind, you, you kind of have to ask the question, well, do you want viewers to, well, read your content or do you want them to go away to your advertiser's pages? Uh, it's, it's a pretty strange it's a paradox is what it is so how do you as a as a site owner optimize your site for maximizing revenue well kind of by funneling users away from your content and more towards clicking on ads and so this is kind of why ad placements on websites and in apps have become more and more well ludicrous um, and and it's th that direction is where we go keep going it seems. So oftentimes, you know, ads are positioned to kind of lure you into believing that they are actually organic content. And in apps, the ads are often placed so that you kind of accidentally click on them, fat finger clicks as you'd call it. And uh, obviously, this is a problem both for advertisers as well the traffic you get from that kind of ad placement is going to be of very, very poor quality. And also it's a problem for users because it's a very annoying experience. And so if you're running ad campaigns with, with let's say, Google's ad network, it is the biggest one, um, then a lot of the traffic that comes through kind of out of the gate is going to be coming from, from apps and apps such as, you know, alarm clocks and music players and dating apps. Uh, etc. And these these apps are often designed so that they kind of catch your finger in a key moment of navigation so that you kind of accidentally click on the ads when you're just meant to be using the the app. And as I mentioned before, it's it's a very annoying experience for the users and and it's it's it generates very poor results for the advertisers. So so just to kind of try and simplify the 
the kind of ecosystem that we, we're currently looking at. And this is in very general terms, but it's it's an attempt just at simplifying it. So um, you have publishers, you know, content creators and, and website owners and so forth, showing ads in order to try, to try and monetize their content to make a living, but put it simply. And these ads are, are served by networks usually, and, you know, networks such as Google. And um, um, and the, the owner, the site owner himself, he earns about 70%, give or take, of the revenue um, from what the actual advertiser pays. So, so the advertiser um, pays a dollar to Google for placing the, the ad on a site, and the site owner earns about 70% or 70 cents uh, of that dollar. Um, and 30% goes, of course, to Google or the, the ad network. And um, so the advertiser tries to create more and more engaging ads, of course, to generate more traffic. Um, and he also has to kind of put up with more and more trickery from, from the publishers. Um, so as I mentioned before, more dodgy ad placements. Um, and at the same time, you have users getting more and more frustrated and you have this kind of banner blindness setting in. Users become almost immune to the ads. Um, so, and in the middle of all this, you, you have intermediaries who try to generate better and better data from, from, uh, from users, from audiences, by capturing um, more and more data and trying to improve on targeting. So in, in all of this kind of tangled mess here, what's missing? Well, of course, the user. So, you know, the user has to put up with a crummy experience, they get their data harvested, and they are kind of nudged and influenced into purchasing as well. And they get, of course, they get nothing. They get um, annoyance is what they get. So I think if you look, look at it from, from, uh, from a 30,000 30, feet view, then it's, it's a pretty broken system. And, and it's kind of the one that we just slid into by default in the, in the mid-90s. And the prevailing way of monetizing content back then was, well, by using advertisements. And, uh, and in the same way that kind of TV content was free or cheap thanks to advertisements funding the production, we kind of have the same ecosystem online today. Um, so, so we have content creators to try and kind of skew their content to shoehorn in advertisers of a certain type. So, for example, if, I'm a, if, I, um, if I create content... Uh, that pertains more to, say, finance or, or certain types of uh, shopping goods, then I might be able to attract better results from, from those kind of advertisers and generate more money. So it's kind of like the tail wagging the dog. The advertisers are wagging the, wagging the tail in that, in that case, in that sense, um, because it kind of steers what kind of content is being produced. And this is particularly true online, I think. I mentioned these intermediaries as well, these, these folks who try to kind of capture data between advertiser and publisher. And these are kind of getting dodgier and dodgier as well in terms of their, their practices for, for collecting data. Um, and also, you, of course, you have the ad networks and the social platforms themselves trying to dig deeper and deeper into, uh, into the user data to extrapolate more characteristics um, of the users. So, so it's kind of getting filthier and more intrusive, less secure and more layered, and in some ways less cost-effective as well. Um, 
So what's the what's the alternative here? Is there an alternative? Well, we will we'll see. But for starters, I think we we would all do better with a model where the user gets something instead of the user just kind of getting exploited and it's kind of getting a cliche saying this, but the user being the product. Um, and and that is kind of kind of the case in in the current digital ecosystem. And also, I'm thinking perhaps. Um, we would do better with a form of advertising that doesn't necessarily completely brutalize the user experience. And speaking of advertising and the the online ecosystem, I don't know that advertising has to be the backbone of, of sort of the online economy. Um, so already today, you see more and more content creators that are relying on tipping. In other words, visitors, viewers donating money to support the work and content of, well, the creators. Um, and on that note, you do have kind of alternative platforms popping up altogether, you know, alternative social media platforms. Um, I've spoken about these a little bit already, I think. And, you know, there are sites out there such as Minds.com, there's Gab, there's Steemit, um, and these are basically platforms where users are rewarded with um, cryptocurrencies for well, creating engaging content. So you, as the the creator, actually get something if people engage with your with, with your content. And if you look at well, the obvious current players such as you know Facebook, Twitter, and so forth, you the end user, you're doing, you're creating all the content, really, you're creating the content that the platform is then monetizing. And to add kind of insult to injury, in a sense, there, in the meantime, you're getting your data harvested by the by the, the platform. So you as a user, you give everything, but you get very little in return, um, especially in the sense of anything worth of sort of economic value. Now, Getting back to these platforms such as, you know, the Minds.com, which is basically a, a, uh, an alternative kind of social network, um, we'll see how these function, how well this kind of new, um, new mechanism will function and if it can scale. Now, are user, users going to kind of bother with, you know, getting a few pennies, a few bucks uh, here and there for for creating content does that make a difference is that going to be an incentive i don't know we'll see but i have seen instances already where um, people create content and it kind of well i wouldn't say kind of blows up and goes viral but it, it does start to generate you know a little bit of let's say coffee money beer money sometimes lunch money so as these platforms scale you have more and more users coming on board it might turn into something and it might actually turn into a viable model. Now, another kind of more all-encompassing attempt at a new sort of ecosystem is the Brave Browser. And I've spoken about this before, and it's it's more of a sort of big picture attempt at shaking up the ecosystem because this is sort of an entirely new browser. So they take all these ideas and the mechanisms that I just mentioned with regards to remunerating users and they implement them at the, at the browser level. So um, Brave basically, well, it's known for kind of stripping away all the intrusive third-party ads and so forth, getting rid of the tracking and whatnot. But because this kind of happens in the browser, the Brave, the Brave browser doesn't even do download any advertising assets. So the, the experience is much faster. Now, 
um, users can choose to see ads, Brave ads, but um, if they do that, they'll be rewarded with the with the Brave cryptocurrency called the Basic Attention Token. So uh, in this instance, as a user, you'll get 70% of the ad revenue. Um, so you'll get 70% of what the advertisers spend to show ads in the browser. Uh, and this is kind of turning the, the, the ecosystem on its head a little bit because it makes you the end user, the recipient of, well, well most of the, uh, the advertising money. Um, and so this will definitely be interesting to see how, how it scales and, and if, that, if it's enough of an incentive um, for the user you know, to, to get, a, get a few pennies, a few bucks here and there, maybe some lunch money for the inconveniences of, inconvenience of, of watching ads. Now, I mentioned also that you know I think part of the future online ecosystem will rely on on tipping, and in the Brave browser also you can choose to donate you know the currency that you accrue, the, the currency that you earn, um, and you can donate donate it to well whoever you choose to really. So this is really a, kind of a holistic approach at you know recreating the online ecosystem in a in what I think is a more sound way. But I think it's obvious at this point that you know the online ecosystem will have to change, um, and I think users are kind of kind of waking up to the fact that well they are being exploited, that they are the commodity in in the online ecosystem. You are the product. It's been said many many times already, and, and but it is very much true. So uh, I would encourage anybody to try out these platforms. Tr uh, if you want to get an alternative to you know the, the obvious social networks, give Minds.com a shot maybe also give um if you like twitter maybe have a look at gab as well um, especially if you're kind of more free speech oriented and lastly of course if if you want to get away from you know intrusive advertising and tracking um and you want to really kind of get a feel for what's it like to actually be rewarded for for viewing ads then also try try the brave browser all right, well, I hope you enjoyed that one. There's going to be more content like this coming. I will be looking also at, you know, Minds.com and these other, other platforms in, in more detail. Um, so you have all that to look forward to. And if you have comments or, or questions or anything you want to point my attention to that I can cover in the podcast, uh, feel free to, to drop me an email. Thank you very much. Thank you.